0: Good evening, everyone. I keep saying good evening. You may be listening to this in the morning. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We happen to tape it at night. So I'll say good evening, Pat, good evening, Megan, and good evening to our audience.
1: Good evening. Hi, everybody.
0: And welcome to Hollywood Godfather podcast. I love mm-hmm. it. We're in our third season. Maybe going into our fourth soon,
1: too. I don't even know what season it is anymore. I know. We've been doing this a while. Thank God. That's very true. Hey, that- listen, Gianni, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring this up. We haven't talked about it. I uh, just read the other day that a, uh, let's call him an acquaintance of yours, uh, Frank Collada, who uh, was involved in the life, uh, recently passed away, end of natural causes. Well, I... <laughs>
0: He definitely was never a friend of mine.
1: Yeah, I heard
0: that. But my, my audience who, do, who don't know who he is, Frank Collada was part of Tony Spalatro's entourage that were transplanted from Chicago, who were burglars there, came to Nevada while Tony Spalatro was supposed to be watching over the holdings of the Chicago mob in Las Vegas, namely the Stardust Hotel, the Riviera, the Aladdin and a couple of other places. And they came out there and just thought they had a license to do whatever they wanted and uh, found out definitely soon. But Spalatro created a gang called the Hole in the Wall Gang that became very famous
1: thieves. Johnny, so people can uh, re- relate. Uh, Spalatro was played by Joe Pesci.
0: Oh, in the movie Casino, yes. So just that. Oh, so oh, yeah, I mean, uh, for the people who are not in the mob and watch movies, this was portrayed in a movie called Casino, which a friend of mine, Nick Pelleggi, wrote. And uh, they actually had Frank Collada on the set every day as technical advisor. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, and he was already, he, he said he wasn't in the witness protection program. I find that very hard because he never did any time on his big crimes. And the whole gang went down one night. They were going to rob Bertha's. Now, Bertha's, it sounds like not a nice place, sounds like a, a sleazy bar. Bertha's gift shop on Sahara Avenue was like a half a block. But if you wanted to buy any high-end gifts like Baccarat or Lolik, you went to Bertha's. I mean, the choice of the name, I asked why did they name it that, and it was the grandmother's name.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was just a guess. Makes sense.
0: And they were known, why they call themselves the -the Hole-in-the-Wall Gang, they used to carve holes through roofs and walls and never went in through windows or, or doors that were wired for burglars. But then they got on to heavy extortions and killings and everything else. And the last mistake that Collada made with Tony Spalatro on one Sunday night, which is in our book, somebody machine, machine gunned my house almost in half from one end to the other.
2: Oof.
0: And I went to Chicago then to see Mr. Ocardo because I thought they were getting a little abrupt.
2: Mm,
0: and they knew nothing that I was doing I already made by the time they got to Vegas I already made the movie The Godfather so nobody really knew what we were doing yet me and Nick Nettie with our business and just and I was doing everything legitimate I had licenses and everything but the mere fact that they couldn't figure out how we're surviving and I owned Tropicana the the nightclub Tiffany's that Elvis opens for me and then State Street was ongoing. And they weren't allowed in there. And he just badmouthed me, Collada, on, on a news show where somebody asked him that we heard that you tried to get into State Street and Johnny Russo turned you away. And he said, that would never happen. We'd kill him right there. The only reason he couldn't do that, number one, they weren't allowed in any gaming establishment by law because they were induced in the in the black book. There's a book in the state of Nevada that if you're a convicted criminal, a felon from any other state or in that state, you weren't allowed on my premises. And I would have yeah. no problem calling the law because I didn't want them in my club to begin with. But he, he I mean... And, and his his claim to fame in the latter part of his life, he was doing tours for the Mob Museum, <laughs> and ta- I saw
2: that online that he was a tour guide.
0: Yeah, and taking taking you on location of where uh, De Niro, who played uh, Lefty Rosenthal, the house they use. I mean, talk about a change of careers. About? Did but, he have
1: kind of a Radio show or uh, uh, Coffee with colada, or something like that? He was doing, trying everything.
0: I mean, you know, what happened was when Michael Franchese started it, then Sammy the Bull started it, everybody jumped on it and everybody got to support them and said, yeah, bring him on. He's a real mobster. And obviously, his claim to fame was movie casino, even though he wasn't featured in it.
1: Well, uh, uh, Frank Vincent, didn't he play like a a, a Collada character?
0: Yeah, but yeah. I didn't think they call him Collada. No, no, they,
1: they changed the that.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it was that kind of situation that you had to dissect the film to say, maybe he was playing that part, you know. But anyway, it's... Uh, but Colada really was a major threat to me. And, and why
2: uh, is that? Where did your relationship come about?
0: Well, I mean, he, he tried... Well, you first even of all...
2: call
0: it that. Well, they wanted... When I was building my hotel... Spalatro called me in, he had a gift shop at Circus Circus, mm-hmm. that I think was under his wife's name. And we had friends and friends of ours, and Nick Nitty was from Chicago and knew Spalatro all his life. So he came to me at the Stardust coffee shop, Tony Spalatro did, and he said, I know you're building this hotel, we want a hundred slot machines in there. I said, "Well, that's great." I said, "You could have them." I said, "But you have to form a corporation. You have to have five years tax returns to prove who you are in the state of Nevada." Now, if you can get that on with the Nevada Gaming Commission, you could have them.
1: But I think huh? they wouldn't even know where to start. Huh? They wouldn't even know where to start.
0: Oh, why not? Oh, but it's so funny because I thought somebody was setting me up. Not not two weeks prior to Tony asking me, John Gotti asked me. <laughs> he wanted slot machines in the club. I gave him the same answer. You could have them if you can get licensed in the Nevada Gaming Commission. Who's doing my slot machines is United Coin. This is all under a microscope. They think I'm connected to the mob to begin with, and I just had headlines in the newspaper in the Las Vegas Sun and the Review Journal, saying I was licensed with a limited license for a year while they keep investigating me to see where my money was coming from. Well, my money was coming from the Vatican. (laughs) 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 And they couldn't go beyond that veil. And then I made the mistake of taking a loan from uh, the Teamsters Union that was approved by, and, and this is what's good about this guy dying now. I could talk about all this stuff. That was approved by the Teamsters, that was run by the Savela family, who, who controlled Frank Fitzsimmons, who was the president of the Teamsters Union. <laughs> and they wiretapped them and my conversation, and they lent me 32 million which unbeknownst to the world, I'm saying for the first time publicly. My lawyers told me, you're on a wiretap. And a guy called Ned Day, and I want our audience, and, and you being an investigator, Pat, yeah. look up Ned Day. Ned Day was a, a, a columnist at the Review Journal during all of my openings and closings. And this guy just hated me. Even my, me keeping a table at Paul Anka's club called Jubilation. I kept a table, a corner booth, and I paid for it if I never even showed up. And that, they'd have lines around the block that say, well, we could have that, but nobody would give up the, the, the booth. And Andy, Paul Anka's father, and Spalaccio one time went in there with Collada. He said, I want that booth. He said, we can't give it to you. So said, what are you talking about? It's empty. He said, no. Johnny Russo pays $1,500 a night whether he shows up or not. Wow. Now, if you want to take that over, we'll give you a booth next to this. <laughs> so I became a thorn in their side forever. And when I was traveling then, I had a cocoa brown Bentley limousine with a follow car, a stretch limousine, with all my guys. So I always traveled with a group of people, they were on my payroll, and they were all friends of mine from Buffalo and Providence, Rhode Island. I was doing a lot of people favors, giving these guys legitimate jobs in my restaurant. But at night I'd travel with my own legitimate entourage. (laughs) Because I never trusted anybody down there. So it was like this whole thing, they wanted to show that they're the real guys and I'm a movie star. And I say, I am a, not a movie star, but I'm an actor. And I travel with my friends. And that's uh, and this whole thing, this went on for two years that he was trying stuff. And one night, we, I used to take everybody out after State Street when it closed at six in the morning. And in the winter nights, I didn't go to the lake on my boat in the lake. We'd go to a pizza place. And I remember this one pizza place we went down in Maryland Square Shopping Center. And I took, I had a culinary school in Nevada prison. I came up with this idea to teach white collar crime guys, a, 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 tra- a you know, a, a craft
2: mm-hmm. in, in
0: the kitchens. And I would get a discount from the state. They gave me a tax cut and I didn't pay them any. I paid them 80 cents an hour because they were still in prison, but they were never late for work because the sheriff's bus would pick them up in Jean Prison and bring them to work for me. <laughs> so if I needed a dishwasher and one guy was sick, they'd throw another guy on. Oh. But I became like the hero to all these criminals. And this one guy, Ralph Marino, when he came out, I hired him as my houseboy and working. And, and he always used to say, boss, I'll take a bullet for you. Boss, I'll take a bullet for you. And one night, now that I Frank is dead, I'm coming walking to my car, and I never parked my car, you know, in those spots in front of a pizza parlor. I'd park it in the middle of the lot because I wanted nobody to hit it, ding it. I was that kind of nut. Right. And I'm walking to the car with my driver, Fremo, who was like six, four, big kid out of Buffalo, New York, and um, uh, um, oh, Jesus, uh, Joe D. They uh, sent them to me because he was a kid getting in trouble so I had a lot of mob guys like Raymond Petriaco sending me guys and I, I was just friends with everybody and sure enough as we're walking to the car this car starts rolling down towards it slow and then it's picking up speed and shots are fired Ralphie throws me to the ground and took shots for me Really? And he told me, he said, I told you, boss, I'd take a bullet for you. Oh,
2: my God! And guess
0: who was driving the car? Who? Frank Collada. And I never gave him up because I didn't want to give him up. And wow! No, I mean, so when I heard he died of covert, <laughs> finally, it's like trying to kill a cockroach. <laughs> a
1: cockroach. Yeah, I can tell you we're a big fan.
2: <laughs> yeah you guys seem like you're good pals oh yeah. yeah so he really died of COVID complications yeah,
0: yeah. you believe it. 81
2: wow I mean, where was he living?
0: in Las Vegas okay he lived stayed in Vegas when they got there they stayed in Vegas and that's why he could always he always used to say I didn't rat nobody out well he never did any time everybody else did he that's,
1: never did any time?
0: no I think he may be in Chicago for some stupid thing but once he got there, he never did any time.
1: And I used to see him. Uh, the History Channel had something called Mob Week. They have it every year. Mm-hmm. He was on it every year. Really? Yes. A, a spokesman for. for uh, in fact, he. I believe he filmed this year for the next uh, upcoming. Uh, for the next season or whatever. Which I think happens in October, if I'm not mistaken. So he'll, he'll be on. He'll, he'll be back from the from the grave right. just to bust your chops.
0: And and the people, <laughs> the mob, the mob museum loved him. Because there's so much, I mean, everybody knew about Spallatro, especially because of the terrible way he, him and his brother died for the audience who hadn't seen the Casino for a while.
2: You gotta tell us.
0: Well, what happened was he got called in. In fact, uh, Sam Giancana, which I became very close to, he if you, you'll remember that name even in our book. He was the one that orchestrated Sinatra and the Kennedys to go to Calneva for that last weekend of Marilyn's life and had Marilyn Monroe there because they were gonna to try to set up the Kennedys like they did in Chicago with J. Edgar Hoover because they found out Jay Edgar Hoover was a cross-dresser and they created a party for Jay Edgar Hoover to come to and they had pictures of J. Edgar Hoover dressed as a woman and high heels and makeup. And that's why Jay Hoover always denounced that there was a mob. Well
1: boy, that's not a good visual, man.
0: I know, tell me, because he was ugly wow. to begin with. An ugly woman. Yeah. He's worse. But <laughs> but I mean it came out later on in life that his partner was actually his underling at the FBI. What was his name, Pat? Oh. Uh Jay Go Hoover's partner. Oh, in, yeah. in, in real life. Yeah. What was his uh,
1: name? Uh, Clyde Tolson.
0: Say it again. I Clyde, can't.
1: Clyde Tolson.
0: Clyde, hold. Did he fade away? No. I can't see you rocking in your chair. Your Clyde voice. Your voice sounds like you're on a rowboat. Anyway. Okay. Uh,
1: Clyde Tolson.
0: Yeah, and he's. Then when they both died, they're buried next to each other in this tomb. If you want to say that, that certifies they were partners. Well, spinning forward after they took those pictures, Sam Giancana, when the Kennedys didn't deliver the invasion of Cuba to get the casinos back, and that's the only reason they had the mob backing in all the unions to get John F. Kennedy elected, they thought, let's bring Marilyn in, because the world knew John was having an affair with Marilyn. But what the world did not know John promised Marilyn that if he became president, he would leave Jackie O and marry her. That's how naive she was. Mm -hmm. So we all know that didn't happen. But what the world doesn't know, when he appointed his brother, Robert Kennedy, as attorney general, that was the downfall of the whole Kennedy family. Because Bobby Kennedy had different vision than his brother, and he hated everything his father stood for and prohibition and all that and all his mobbed up friends. That's why they he started consoling Marilyn and found out from Marilyn's own lips that Saturday night when Sinatra said you have to do us a favor and entice Bobby to go to your room one more time so we can have pictures of him. She went crazy and let us know that she just aborted his baby because she didn't want to ruin his marriage. We already had six kids. Nobody knows this stuff. But this was all Sam Giancana. And Sam Giancana's man that he appointed personally was Tony Spallatro. So Hmm. the boss of bosses of Chicago always was Tony Ocardo. And he was already creating too many headlines. They went to Sam and said, call him in. You're responsible for him. And he never came. One morning in Sam's summer kitchen downstairs in his house, a friend came by and put two 25s in the back of his head. They killed the underboss because of his guy not controlling him.
1: The Frank Collada. Uh, on these shows I was watching on the History Channel during uh, Mob Week, he fancied himself a hitman. Is that true? What's that? Collada fancied himself a hitman. He would, uh, he would allude to the fact that... Oh, he I, had- I
0: know he's had like 13 hits.
1: Okay. Right.
0: That's why I'm saying... Why, why did he do no time?
1: He, he didn't do any time, right?
0: He did a little time... And I remember... And I, I, know, I met him when they came... I'll never forget that New Year's Eve. I was at at the uh, the Starlight Lounge with Nick Nitty and a lot of guys that we all knew from Chicago. They were all there, and we were watching Freddie Bell of the of the of the Belmonts doing his lounge show, and Spalatro had a table ringside like we did, and Nick Nitty brings me over to meet Tony Spalatro, and why they call him the Ant. He's, he's like 5'4, very slight guy. And, uh, you know, and Freddie Bell's doing like John Gotti hated, announcing that caller from The Godfather's in the audience. And if the limelight ain't about these people, you don't want to be in the room with them, which I never wanted to be in the room with John or Tony, because that's who their egos are. But that night, that's how we met. And that's the introduction. From that point on, and then he started finding out about me, but he couldn't understand why I had the permission to do what I was doing, and nobody knew who I was with, meaning who I was answering for or to. And uh, but we were doing a legitimate business by moving what wasn't wasn't legitimate. Was it was skim money, but. A, from the casinos, but I had nothing to do with that. They gave it to me to bring places. I was a messenger, and it was a major, major network that he could never be a part of. But, Kalata and all of them, and he was the only guy, I mean, we we remember that I had a problem early on in my, in my life, and uh, just before our book came out, there was one person that I was concerned about and didn't know how he would see it was uh uh Carmain Persica Persa uh, Persico uh, Persico and you know he he got involved with, in my life through Jimmy Conn I knew him and I knew the Columbos obviously Joe Columbo made the deal for me to get the part in the Godfather but Jimmy Conn made it a bad situation when he intro- came to the bar in Jillies, while we were filming The Godfather. And thank God Tommy Bellotti was there and Boozy DeChico, an underboss in the Gambino family, to hear what Jimmy said to me that night and said, you know, Junior's in the back. He's there with his daughter, come back and say hello. So I excuse myself. Tommy heard it, and so did Boozy. And I go, excuse myself, and we hug and kiss, and and I look at his daughter, and I said, Junior, what a beautiful daughter you have! And his face twisted. One thing about Junior, you knew when he was mad at you immediately,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and only to find out later it was his girlfriend. And Jimmy Kahn set me up, so, and I was worried about him only because I didn't I didn't know how he would take it that we met mentioned his name in our book. Okay. And the book came out March tenth, and unfortunately. Jr. died March 7th of old age in prison.
2: That's wild. So
0: the only person that was left still talking about me, bad-mouthing me, was Frank Collada. And now he's dead. Rest See, in peace, the, Frank.
1: Last man standing. You're like the Jessica Fletcher of the mafia, you know? Uh, everybody around you drops dead.
0: Well, I'm outliving them. That's the only reason. That's what
1: happens, Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, I mean, it's 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 insane when you go through the, the amount of people. Even when, you know, my situation with Pablo Escobar, you know, after I left his house, I was, I mean, I I got to meet, you know, everybody. And soon after that, they killed everybody. And even his family, when they raided that house, it was terrible. I mean, wait, they, wait. They, they never even let the people know, you know, how bad it was. But like you pointed out, Uh, a previous show that we just did with Johnny Miller. I think Johnny Miller and I were the only people in the world to meet Saddam Hussein who who was not in the arms forces, who was not a part of anything. I met him long before John did because I was a fiduciary carrying money and the only guy that can attest to this is still alive. Bob Shaheen. Bob Shaheen was the fiduciary for Adnan Khashoggi, which was known as one of the biggest arms dealers in the world. So I met them in Switzerland and brought money over that was laundered for them to buy equipment. I won't say what.
1: And (laughs) I I
0: met Saddam Hussein, who like in a different circumstance... Then uh, uh, Pablo Escobar, he loved the Godfather. He said, I know him. He was Carlo in the
1: Godfather. It's like crazy Hilarious. stuff, man. Tell you, that, that has gotten you out of more jams. I know. Yeah.
2: This was Saddam Hussein who was saying this?
0: Yeah. Saddam Hussein. It just
2: doesn't even seem real. And he invited
0: me. I went to his palace.
2: That's
1: just so insane. It, but it's, it,
0: but it, it, it's you know,
1: the uh, languages that our book is uh, <laughs> with, uh, Pakistani. I mean, who yeah. in knows about the Godfather? Apparently everybody. It's Everyone. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting you saying that when I got to his office, out of respect to me, I guess he pressed a button and the screen came right up. He had my, my scene queued up.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, no, that. It's it's crazy. It's no, totally. Did he
2: think you wanted to see it?
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, he just wanted to show his, no, I'm, the show. Is no, Europeans really appreciate movie actors so much better than Americans. Americans, you, you know, they just take us for granted.
1: And but, the French loved Jerry Lewis, man. He was. Oh a my drug. God, the French! <laughs> they they kept
0: him going for years. Yeah. But uh, it's it's crazy. Oh, wow. But you know, it's I could tell you stories. Actually, Frank Collada tried to be a thorn in my side. He actually moved into my building, the Marie Antoinette on the, ha- on the corner of Harmon and Colville. And he had mm-hmm. somebody get him a lease, because his name was not known. And he took one of the patio studio apartments just so I could see him every day. <laughs> and he was really, you know, haunting me. Really? But, but I never let him know about it, because I would have took him out legitimately. I've shot a couple of people in Vegas.
2: Oh, I saw, was he, did he do an interview with Patrick Bet david Yes. He did, didn't he? He okay. was ta- he, he. they brought you up.
0: I know they did.
2: During that interview, and he talked about how he lived in one of your buildings. I know. Oh,
0: that's funny. Oh, no. he. No, I didn't a, even
2: put that together, and I watched that interview, and I didn't even put it together until right now.
0: Yeah, he did Patrick Bet david Michael Francesi did Patrick McDavid. david And, um, you know, it's it's crazy. And even Patrick, I, I just talked to Patrick recently because he sent me his new book that was amazing. And uh, I said, Any of you interviewing any more of my friends? He says, There's no more. Nobody else. Your around. Friends.
1: <laughs> wow. um,
2: So the, the title of the interview with Valutamin is Confessions of the Mafia Hitman for Tony Spilatro. Right. Is he the hitman for him? Yes. Okay.
0: And it's proven that. It's, I mean, I know he's done more than 13 hits, but...
2: Um, so he, he was never put away for
0: anything. I, I think for stupid stuff, but I mean, normally you do that, you go away forever. Hello. Right,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> You're not a tour guide for,
2: <laughs> for the,
0: the, the mob museum.
2: <laughs> I love that detail of his...
0: No, mind. it's so go
1: crazy. The colada. I mean, who would have thought, you know?
2: Follow me this way as I show
0: you around. Yes. Yeah, sure. I mean, is, is that nuts? That
2: I can imagine. Must so have been funny.
0: very successful, though. I guess. You know, about the casino gave him the, his claim to fame. You know, because mm-hmm. but again, they didn't use his name. And then when Nick Pellegrini called me because I love Nick. In fact, Nick endorsed our book. Which how it's ironic is that.
1: that?
0: Yeah. Nick yeah, Pellegrini endorsed our book, and he said to me when he was putting this together, because he wrote that, you know, he wrote that screenplay, Casino. Okay. He wrote that. And uh, he said, you know a guy called Frank Collada? I said, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he hired him, he loved him. He stayed in touch with him, actually. They became friends, they used to call each other. Even, in fact, Nick's wife thought Frank was a gentleman. I mean, it's
2: crazy. What, did you, what did, I, did you ever talk to Patrick but David about him?
0: No, no, no. No, you know, when they're they're still alive and they're loose cannons like that, I avoid them. Well, you're smart. You know, know, people have asked me numerous times what I think about Michael Frances. I I have no opinion. I don't know the guy. I know he was very successful and made a lot of money. Other than that. There you go. And he was going to be an actor. God bless him.
1: Did he ever act?
0: I think he's made a couple of movies, actually.
1: His uh, his claim to fame now is he's a uh, motivational speaker doing quite well. Oh yeah! All right,
0: good for him. Well, he made a big transition.
1: Yeah, he's uh, very much uh, into religion.
0: He was a made man, (laughs) and they let him go.
1: Yeah, alive. That's amazing. Yeah, doesn't happen too often.
0: It was a big earner, and they respected his father. His father was, his father just died at 103. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I just in fact I saw his father. I'm glad I did, at Parkside's restaurant, uh, um, in Corona. It's called Parkside. Yeah,
1: but, I've been there many times.
0: Yeah, and he he, he he used to come there a lot.
1: Hmm.
0: So, uh, how, what else we got to do with this show?
1: I don't know. I think. Any I any think other questions on? on this, Pat? Sir.
0: How did you find out about Mr. Colada, and what do you know about Mr. Colada?
1: I just—I uh, I used to watch this guy uh, on the, these mob shows. Ain't ain't uh, connected with the mafia. He must have had a hell of an agent. This guy was everywhere, and he would talk about who he knew, who he didn't know, and apparently he knew everybody, uh, even if he didn't know them. And uh, but he was the typical unpolished rough type of guy oh yeah
0: he was a d's and does and
1: didn't speak well but that's what people want to well, see that
0: they, they wanted that that was the color of him uh, when we when were talking about two different people like michael Francesi is a very polished man
1: a polished guy very educated very guy.
0: entertaining and, and those and look and good looking yeah compared to frank a and i'm gonna forget about it it's like and beauty and the, the beast
1: i tell you he, he he wouldn't have to shoot anybody he'd just look at me scared at that.
0: Oh, I mean, Kalata! Yeah, especially. Yeah. Hey, he had no teeth. I mean, the guy—forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Where'd you go, man? Well, there you are.
1: Aside uh, from that, we all love him. We'll get
0: him. Yeah. It was Rest
2: in peace, Frank. Chama.
1: Yes, of course. Rest in peace is so a what of
2: it? Always. So I all think, right. Do we want to move on to the mailbag or what? I no. think
0: so. I mean, Frank Kalata—that's the most attention I paid to you. But, uh, so, if you're watching from hell. Rest in peace.
2: You got a good 35 minutes from us. Okay. Know. All right. Let's move on to the mailbag. So since we, it's funny how I keep, I've had questions prepared and they keep having to do with what we were talking about. And I didn't even realize. So this is from Asaf. Asaf says, I'm from Israel and I'm a big fan of the Godfather movie and book. And after hearing Gianni's story, I'm also his fan. My question is, Gianni said a couple times how he met Saddam Hussein, and I'd like to hear more about it. Oh, wow. Thanks, thanks and all the best. You all do a great job. Greetings from Israel. So I don't even think you need to answer because we already have it. No, that's we have it on hilarious. That was the first question well, I had. Well, that's great, curious.
0: though. That is a coincidence, though. Wow. Yeah. Because you didn't even know we were going to talk about Saddam Hussein.
2: I had no idea. And you had this so list. There you go, Asaf. There you go. Next. All right, next is from Hal. How says, Gianni, what do you know or have heard about Jeffrey Epstein and bribery operations?
0: Well, Jeffrey Epstein, I, I met him once or twice socially. I didn't know what he was up to. And I, I, I didn't even surmise that he was, you know, a middleman for anybody. I mean, uh, I heard about his escapades because of, uh, you know, the house in the Bahamas. And the house right up the block from here, it's an amazing mansion. But I never thought of, I never knew he was into ch- children, you know, that would. I
2: mean, horrible things.
0: I mean, that. that's a ridiculous thing. But I'm still puzzled, just because I had so many, so many friends of mine at MCC, downtown New York. Right. And uh, how anybody can kill themselves there and.
1: And it, get it, away with it. And get away
0: with it. Beyond I, I've
1: hate. been there quite a few times. Uh, in the, my role as a private investigator, interviewing people, mm-hmm. uh, it's not that difficult. You know, unless they're watching you 24-7 like they were supposed to be watching him and Warren's. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he so was being watched. do you think it was possible? Uh, it, 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 it's, uh, everybody looks for conspiracy theories, but you have to look for the most uh, the, 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 the simplest, most direct answer. The guards were asleep. They're supposed to check on him every 15 minutes.
2: Right.
1: They just went to sleep. And he chose that time. He tried to commit suicide two weeks before that. And they were awake then, and they caught him. Uh, yeah, so but see,
0: like the girl, in a comparison right now, what's her name that they just arrested, uh, uh, Megan?
2: Oh, um, I don't even know how to pronounce her first name.
1: Jislaine Maxwell? Ghislaine. How is it? It's either Ghislaine or Ghislaine. Ghislaine yeah, Maxwell. S in there. Yeah, there is an S in there. His uh, yeah, be- girlfriend. Yeah, nothing can happen to
0: her. (laughs) Well, the bottom line is, she only has paper clothes, paper sheets. That's what everybody gets. Get it?
2: I saw even. I
0: I think they set him up. I mean, I I have to say I love Bill Clinton, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and I'm I'm I want to say I'm glad I'm not one of his friends, because the Clintons had 63 friends commit suicide. Nobody figured Did that I, out yet?
2: Is that really what the number is?
0: It's this up to sixty three.
2: Um uh, I mean I even I saw an even wilder conspiracy theory regarding Jeffrey Epstein is that it wasn't even his body that was taken out of the Oh yeah. Trust yeah. us, he's dead. He killed himself. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but it's crazy when you see people like, you know, compare outlines of ears or you know, I think you shade. must hit on
0: you just hit on something. I think the government's holding them. To, he's going to go after everybody once Trump wins the election. He's got the...
2: Do- if he all of a sudden is alive again... I would love that's it. That's going to be... That's going to happen. I would
0: fun. love it. Why they do it well, in soap opera. you
1: think he's dead? I think him and Frank Collada are having coffee with Collada even as we should. <laughs> <laughs> he's very dead. You can't read into this stuff, folks. I mean, it's just a simple... People thing.
2: love... It's serious. Two weeks
1: before, at the time, he had a cellmate, a cop, by the way, who was... Uh, in jail awaiting trial for four homicides nice guy mm-hmm. he saved epstein's life but his lawyer demanded to, uh, epstein wanted his own cell, and why did he want his own cell? because he wanted to kill himself and he did okay. so, this is wow. just from day to point b and it's a simple explanation if, if he's alive uh it's going to be a hell of a story <laughs> yeah yeah right he's quite weird. Quite all
2: right well moving on next one is from jeff Jeff says, this question is for Patrick, but could also be for Gianni. There was recently a mob hit in my hometown of Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Pat Musitano, that Pat, was shot and killed in broad daylight. I'm wondering if you have any history or knowledge of the Southern Ontario Mafia or the Buffalo, New York Mafia. Love the show. Can't wait for the show on Gianni.
1: I think Gianni knows more about Canada than I love though. All I know is it borders on the United States and who really cares?
2: All right. Well, there you go. What's
0: your Johnny, take? anything? Well, yeah, I'm very good friends with the Todaros, and always will be. And uh, the old man just passed. It's a great family that basically was very heavily involved early on. And now, if I tell you what they are doing, and became multi-millionaires, they have buffalo wings. In every Costco market in the world, their grandkid put them in. They were known for their buffalo wings and all that. Joe D. I mean, I, I mean, th- this family is an amazing family. I've known them most of my life. Gentlemen. Did you
1: know? Did you know the guy who was killed? How about this Musitano guy? No, I don't
0: know nobody. I know a couple of people in Chicago. And they're still alive and well. In fact, they were all in my audience at the Niagara Falls view. My last performance, March seventh this year. They all came. It was great. Like 100 years of good behavior in the first three rows. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
1: Next.
2: All right. Next is from Andrea. Andrea says, Mr. Russo, first of all, I want to say thank you. Two days ago, I discovered your interview with Vlad TV. And since then, I've been literally obsessed. After watching... 34 episodes of your, after listening to 34 episodes of your podcast and watching all the interviews on YouTube, I find myself writing to you on a Saturday night at almost 4 a.m. The tone of your voice. What do you look like? (laughs) Stop. The tone of your voice, your spirit, your energy, and of course your life are absolutely fascinating and addictive. I'm an old school girl, so I've ordered the book on Amazon. Saying that I'm looking forward to reading it would be an understatement.
0: Wow. Thanks. This was probably wow. from a couple
2: months ago, a month or two ago, but
0: um. Wow. it's
2: very nice, right? And not to the emails. Yeah, you
0: you got to start catching up on the email. You're, you're not reading the mail. <laughs> There's over. so
2: many. I, have to, I can only Thank God. them Thank out God. every couple shows.
0: No, but that, that's a nice compliment. Yeah, Seriously.
2: nice. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. All right, next one is from Joseph.
0: Oh, Joseph and you says, know what? Well, let's do a shout out to Valar uh, Television. Am I saying it right?
1: Velard? Vlad. Vlad. What is it? Vlad.
0: Vlad, okay. Vlad. We've had 8,400,000 views.
1: Is that all?
2: That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> of course that. Is
1: that nuts? Is that all? You could do better. Just kidding. Yeah, come on. You're slowing down, Johnny.
2: <laughs> I liked the way that they did it, where they portioned it out. They cut it all different off. Different small clips with um different, you know,
0: clip and, You know, And that guy like wasn't in base. the room. The interviewer was in... I did it on, like we do ours. I went to their studio on 34th Street. And uh, I didn't know who they were. I looked them up. And I saw their, their followings, like $10 million. And yep. um, so I said, yeah, I'll go. And it was during the pandemic. And I went down. And you saw I was all dressed up in a suit. And right, you were this. in
2: a studio. Yeah, yeah, in
0: a studio. But I was, nobody didn't realize I was carrying a 38 with me. Because it's right off of
2: what? Broadway.
0: <laughs> And they were rioting yet when we did that. Okay. So and and I, I use it as my morning walk. I walked from that, here to Thirty Eighth Street.
1: Did, did you hear? Did you hear our uh, illustrious mayor? There are no riots in New York. There are peaceful demonstrations.
0: What? The mayor.
1: The mayor said there are no riots in New York. Only peaceful demonstrations. Oh, I know.
0: They're out of, he's out of his mind.
1: Oh, yeah. You know why? His kids are in. They're,
0: they're demonstrating. Probably his wife, too.
1: They're not rioting,
0: no. Yeah. But anyway, what? All I, right. I got there and I did 100, I mean 100, I did an hour and 38 minutes straight. But he had every topic. And I said, how right. long do you want me to talk about it? You should talk as long as you want. But I didn't know they were going to cut it either that way, which made it more interesting.
2: Because then each separate story becomes its own. A little vignette. That people yeah. are interested in.
0: Yeah.
2: Amazing. All right. Moving on. Next message is from Vernon. Vernon just says, I'm hooked. I'm 65 with health issues, so staying close to home nowadays is beneficial for me. I found the podcast through Patrick Bet David's video on YouTube. This podcast is like no other. Simply awesome. I am currently binging the podcast on episode 15 and going all the way. I have to get the book. Keep it up if us old guys can. LOL. Well,
0: (laughs) a lot of that, I mean... They're, they're saying, you know, we have to say it's the team. It's Pat, you and I. That's what made this thing. It's the mm-hmm. chemistry and how we interact. That's I, that's what I'm hearing from audiences, women, right. children, anybody who listens to us. That they, they think they're being privy to overhear our conversation.
1: Well, they are. <laughs> In reality. Yeah. This is all off the cuff. We don't rehearse anything. We don't even know what we're going to talk about half the time. Yeah, that's true. true. (laughs) I think it's
2: it's amazing. I think it's amazing also for it's one thing for people to feel a certain way about our show, but for them to then, you know, get online, put it into words and let us know is definitely very, very sweet.
1: Yeah, it's encouraging.
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. And we thank
0: you all for that. Believe me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next is from Mike. Mike says, I love the book and this podcast. I could not stop reading the book. Can you offer another book to read on the life um, by maybe one of your friends or associates that you think is well written and worthy of my time? Thank
1: you for sharing your life with us. Pat
0: Pat can do that, okay. man.
1: Uh, we discussed this guy during the last episode last week. Uh, Joe O'Brien, retired FBI agent, uh, wrote a book with his partner called The Boss of Bosses about Paul Castellano. Now, when he sent me the book, I didn't know Joe. We just met. In the, books you know he read mine and he wanted me to read his we started talking and i'm thinking to myself i know everything there is to know about paul castellano and so does everybody else but i'll take the book i'll read the book let me tell you something this guy did such a tremendous job writing this book i couldn't put it down literally yeah. a lot of the stuff I did they out. talk about the maid <laughs> you know I mean?
0: his mistress the maid
1: yeah well she was involved but he had A friendly relationship with her. He was the one, uh, O'Brien was the one that got her to talk. But of course, she ran right back to Mr. Paul, as she called him. Right. And told him him all about the FBI. But if you're going to read a an authentic mob book, and it's been out a while, you can find news copies. It's been out about 10 years already. It's called The Boss of Bosses by Joe O'Brien. I highly Hmm. recommend it.
0: Great.
2: All right. Well, there you go, Mike. All right, next is from Sebastian. Sebastian says, hello from Jersey in the Channel Islands, a small island only 45 square miles wide in the English Channel. Can you ask Gianni if he ever heard Johnny Roselli be called Colonel Rolston? Yes, and if I he have. was the one who killed Sam Giancana, please.
0: Uh, I don't know about him killing Sam Giancana, but uh, I left a lot of money on the Channel Islands when the Challen Islands, yo, this is funny, man. Because we, we used to keep money everywhere. And uh, I don't know how many years ago, maybe, Pat, you remember when the Challen Islands made a deal with our government?
1: Oh, with the banks, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was right after the Swiss uh, uh, turned it Exactly.
0: In. What was that, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago?
1: A little more than that, I think. Huh? Yeah, I think it was a little more than that.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so what happened, I had like $3 million over there. So they, they sent me a letter saying, Mr. Russo, uh, we're changing the policy of the bank. We need a bonafide social security number and address in New York where you live. And I'm reading this letter. I sent it right back saying, I do not know anything you're talking about. I have no money in <laughs> the Channel Islands. And don't ever write me another letter. And I know, wow. I know one person in particular that got ho- hooked on that, and they got for income tax evasion, and that's what they try to do. On every, that's, the only reason they got Capone, income right. tax evasion.
1: Yeah, I tell you, the only place that's that's supposed to be fairly safe now, if you want to hide your money until everybody until the feds hear the podcast, is uh, the island.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Which
0: Did island? To,
1: the good island. To know.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't get it again. Where?
1: The Isle of Man.
0: Oh, that's gone already too. Isle of Man. I thought that's what you said. I wanted to clarify. That's gone, gone. No more Haven. Done. No. In fact, you know what's so funny? I saw an ad that you know. Um, you, you would know that the the um, the guy. Uh, I guess it's not politically correct to say he's black, but he has a, he runs the whole thing up in Harlem. Uh, like he's on every every he's he eulogized Floyd, uh, Sharpton. What's his name?
2: Oh, oh uh, Al Sharpton.
0: Al Sharpton, right? Al
1: Sharpton,
0: yeah. Yeah, I saw a cartoon that I can't believe because you are talking about income tax evasion. Oh,
1: uh, he owes he owes four million
0: to the feds. Al, but not only that, but Al Capone went to jail for thirteen million dollars of income tax evasion. That's a lot. No, I'm not $32 million. A million three, right?
2: Oh,
0: okay. Uh, Al Sharpton owes the federal government right now over $3 million for five years, and nobody put him in jail. Why?
1: Uh, mm-hmm. No one seems to know. Yeah, I mean, it's... Really? Right no,
0: right. No. right the second, for years.
1: Yeah, with, with interest, he's up to like $4 million. Yeah. Wait, and that's just... that's. Where An it's
0: income going. tax evasion. But now he's...
1: But he hasn't...
0: No, I mean, what do they? I don't. I don't understand it. That. That's crazy.
2: Interesting.
0: Yes. Next. Ah,
2: uh, that is it for tonight.
0: Oh, we're done already.
2: We are done. It's it's been all the time that we have. It's yeah. so
0: much fun doing this, though.
2: Yeah, and I we're know, right? you
0: know when as we hear these letters and emails and however you're how getting in touch with us, we really appreciate it. Please and 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 tell your friends. And they'll probably thank you for it because it seems like everybody's enjoying it. But you can't imagine how the three of us enjoy hearing how much you enjoy it. And stay tuned. We'll be back next week, man.
1: Well, good night, Johnny. Good, good night Good guys. night, guys. If you're feeling sad and lonely
0: There's a service I could render I'm the one who loves you only I could be so warm, so tender, calm man don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Tell me, and I'll be around. Oh, when it seems your friends desert you.
2: Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather Podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciarelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather Podcast, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night.
1: Hi, Patrick Picciarelli here, announcing the release of the second book in the Ray Yale Private Investigator series titled Pop Line. In this outing, Yale journeys to Pennsylvania to help a deceased friend's sister who has been charged with the murder of her police officer husband. An outsider doesn't sit well with the local cops and Pittsburgh organized crime figures, which leads Yale down a treacherous path of deception, murder, and a crime so ingenious that it has never been duplicated in mystery fiction. Popline is available exclusively on Amazon.com.